Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome to another episode of G Thanks Just Bought It, the podcast where we talk about what we just bought and what you might need to buy next. I'm your host, Caroline Moss, and today I am joined by Carolyn Miranda Cook. She's a model, content creator, and confidence crusader. She's also an undergarment expert, and she's the creator of the hashtag Properly Fitting Bra Club. Carolyn, welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited you're here, and I'm always happy to have a fellow Carolyn, Caroline, Carolyn, yes. do people ever call you Caroline? Oh, every day. Isn't that weird? <laughs> like, why would they look at your name and think that name is Caroline? You know, it's been a lifelong I journey know. because my name phonetically spell is spelled. It makes sense, right? Because it's C A R A L Y N. Like, it looks like Caroline, mm-hmm. but for whatever reason, you know, it's it's always been. It's like Car- Carolyn or Caroline or Kate, it's I don't know, Caitlin. Crazy, <laughs> right, <whatever>. exactly. <laughs> or, or I'm sure Miranda at some point. Yes. Someone oh, has, yeah. yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, I've been called Carolyn my whole entire life. It does not bother me. That's I think so it's funny. a very pretty name. It bothers my parents most of all. They're like, we didn't name you Carolyn. We named you Caroline. Um, but to this day, I still get it. It's very funny. And I feel like that is, it's, we can all bond. All the Carolines and Carolines of the world can yes. bond over this. Um, well, it's fu- do you know, is there, was there like a meaning behind your Caroline? I don't think no. so. No. Was there one behind yours? So my dad is a total history buff. Um, he was an eighth grade social studies teacher and he is obsessed with the Kennedys. And so he wanted to name me Caroline after Caroline Kennedy. And my mom said no. Um, and then they somehow agreed on Carolyn, but then they had to, you know, make it fancy with the spelling. So I could never find a keychain. Right. Of course. With my name on it. Of course. Well, I have to, I have to tell you. Caroline Kennedy and I have the same birthday. And so Ooh. growing up, I I did kind of think there was something there. My parent, I mean, I don't know. My mom's Irish. I come from like, a, you know, half of my family is super Irish from the East Coast. Like, you know, the Kennedys are royal if you live in New England. Uh, yeah. And so I, I assume there's something there. But yeah, I mean, look, what boomer parents don't love Caroline Kennedy. I mean, I guess, so I guess your mom, but your dad, your dad did. I think she loves her, but I think the name, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. We're not naming her after Kennedy. I get it. Um, that's so funny. And you guys, I know you just moved, but are you still in the upstate New York, Buffalo area? Yes. We're still in Buffalo. We just moved from one side of the city to the other. So we are still in Buffalo. So it's so funny. I've, I've started, I started following you. I think, I don't remember when it, it had to be maybe it definitely was over a year ago because it was one of the first times I saw somebody on Instagram who I was like, Oh my God, her body looks like mine. Like that's her, but like 
her clothes, if she's wearing mm-hmm. that, I could wear that because every time you posted a size, I was like, that's my size. Um, and so that was very exciting for me. And and it sort of started for me, at least this this uh, introduction into a world where my the content that I, um, you know, curated for myself could be sort of a, still an aspiration, but sort of a, a better aspirational like reflection of like what I'd like to see in in myself without having to change anything. And so I really mm. appreciate that. You do amazing work. Um, it looks also, I have to say, it looks mm. really hard. Uh, <laughs> it looks very overwhelming, stressful, nonstop. But when I s- told um, G Thanks listeners that you were coming on the show, everyone was very excited. And the oh. biggest question I got was first, like four people asked this, like right in a row too. It was like, for some reason, I'm only following influencers who like spend all of their time in the sun i need some cold weather outfit inspo Uh, like please ask her what we should be buying this year (laughs) i guess like everybody's favorite content creators are like flying south for the winter and everyone's looking for coats uh, uh so they're excited that you live in a in a very cold location (laughs) Well, thank you so much for all of your sweetness. I am truly so honored to have you as a member of my fantastic community. I'm pretty biased, but I think we are a pretty kick-ass group of gals. I don't know if I can say kick-ass. Oh, you can. You can. You can. You can. (laughs) (laughs) Of people. We have an amazing group of people. I think, um, and and truly, sometimes I I, I definitely take it for granted. There are these moments of um, vulnerability that just kind of happen. And I forget how incredibly supportive and uplifting, um, my community is not only to me, but to each other. And it's just really special. I think this, this thing that just has grown and grown and grown over the years. So truly, truly privileged to have you part of it. Yeah, no, I'm, I mean, I'm happy to be there. I was actually just looking at your follower count earlier because I really don't remember where you were at when I first started following you, but I saw that you're over 300,000. Like, what is the pressure of having that many people uh, looking at your life? Like, how does that feel? Are you numb to it? Are you immune to it? Do you have boundaries in place uh, to help you sort of not stay grounded like you're going to get a, you know, a big head or like, you know, all Kardashian about it, but like that it must feel a little, a little invasive at times. What's that like? You know, I guess I have come from the modeling industry where, you know, having a presence or, you know, being aware kind of at all times was kind of part of the, the gig. So, you know, it, and I, I mean this, when I say this, I don't necessarily focus on the numbers. I, I did for a long time. I really did care. I think as I've grown, I my shift in priority has been to just focus on taking care of who I have and really listening and being in tune with my audience in that way. And I really think that's been my key to growth and word of mouth or people sharing their friends. And I, the best compliment I've ever received is my mom and I both follow you and then able to connect to so many different people. And I, I really try to give people the benefit of the doubt. You know, I think that 
well, people are, are curious and, you know, I do share a lot. I mean, there are moments where I'm dancing in shapewear, which we'll get to in a little yeah. bit, um, <laughs> on the interwebs, but you know, there are certain aspects of my personal life, um, or even my home that, you know, I do feel like I need to have some boundaries and, you know, I, I, I allow those to be tested because, you know, I struggle with, I don't want it ever to come across as like mean or anything like that, but I'll just choose to not answer the question or I'll choose not to um, necessarily engage rather than, you know, responding reactively, like, don't ask me this ever mm-hmm, again, you know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Cause I like, I try to think that like 99.9% of the people are, are coming from a genuine curious, you know, place. Yeah. I don't know if I answered that question. That was like no, a, I mean, it's a, a whirl, no, it's, whirlwind. No, it's a, a totally, <laughs> it's a good answer. I mean, like when your job is sort of being the internet friend of all of the people that follow you, like like in real friendships or real relationships, you do have to sort of draw the line somewhere. So I think that that's correct. And also like the bigger your following gets, like if you're reactive or if you like get into it with someone, like you don't know where someone's going to like, like someone who's not well-intentioned like going to put that and like there's so many places on the internet where I feel like I don't understand the people that want to spend all of their time there but just like the snarking of this kind of world so I think that's I mean I think it's a really smart decision to just be like I don't even I just put it in a box and I don't even like let it touch me yeah you know I, I wish I could say I was you know had a total brick wall up I don't you know I'm human like anyone else and if I receive 99 beautiful messages and I get one negative one, you know, it's taken me a long time. And I guess it depends on the day on whether or not it, it'll affect, but, um, yeah, there's definitely, you know, definitely kind of have to have like this mental armor that you put on as soon as you log on, like you gotta be ready for anything. Like sometimes those DMs, you just, you never know what you're going to get. Oh oh, yeah, for sure. (laughs) No, I get it. Um, no, no, no. I think that's awesome. I think it's great that you came from the modeling world. It's funny when I was at one of my first jobs out of college, like 12 years ago, I was working at a hotel and this guy who was on the sales team was always talking about his, hot girlfriend who was a model and all of us were like we can't wait to like meet this girlfriend like who is she like he will never shut up about her he's like she's so hot she's a model and of course we like kind of hated him because we were like okay you know what I mean like the guy in sales who talks about his model girlfriend it was Candace Huffine that was his girlfriend and they're now and they're now married it's her husband but it was so it was actually kind of amazing at 22 to listen to a guy talk about his hot model girlfriend and I hope this is like not coming off like weird or anything like hot model girlfriend in my head as no she's so hot in my head at 22 (laughs) you have an idea in your head of what someone's hot model girlfriend looks like right and then Mm. when she walked into like a work event I felt like I my mind was like blown because in 2010 like model like the plus size models were like a size eight or a size 10 yeah and she had just been on the cover of italian vogue and i mean she's like stunning and it's like insane but i was also like it was it was challenge it was a challenge for me because i had to sort of internalize like what i had expected her to look like and why and it sort of just opened my eyes to like this entirely new universe that we were sort of watching expand in real time 
Um, and you're really at, at kind of at the beginning of that also. And what's it, what is it, what, yeah. what has your experience been like, um, you know, as so, in the curve modeling? Yes. So as 2010, you said that was really, I think the, the brink, that was really when things started to take off in the plus industry. Um, and that's actually when I started 2010. So I'm coming up on 12 years wow. now, which is Congratulations. crazy. Thank you. Um, but an- another note to, to your point is that, you know, another, it's another reason why representation really does matter across every category. Right. And it's so important to be able to see somebody and, and connect to them, relate to them from any walk of life, mm-hmm. right. Or ability. Um, so I think that we've come a long way, but have a long way to go on that. Um, but start, start kind of where it all started. I had kind of a crazy story. So I was a senior in high school submitting senior applications online. My mom told me to go online and look for a scholarship um, to pay for college. I w- applied and was accepted to um, Clarkson University, which is a private school. So I had to pay that private tuition. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of submitting scholarship applications, I was submitting my senior glam shots. You know, everyone has <laughs> yep. those. Yep. Uh, online, Tyra Banks was having a teen plus size modeling competition. So if you were a teenager and above a size 12, she was hosting a mini kind of America's Next Top Model type format on her daytime show, The Tyra Show. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm, of course. Uh, yes. So long story short, I was in, I was a finalist and I was flown to New York city. We competed in challenges and did photo shoots with Nigel Barker, which was, I mean, I was 17 years old. Like my mind was just like about to explode. It was incredible. Um, and it ended up being runner up in the competition. Wow. So my 17 year old soul was crushed. You know, I thought this was the end of the road for me, my, my short lived career. Um, and then, you know, kind of when I was still a senior in high school, it wasn't perceived very well, um, in my school, I was asked to uh, share a struggle, um, on the show. And I said on national television, you know, because of my choice not to partake in certain activities, extracurricular, I felt like I lost a lot of friends. Um, and that's all I said. So for whatever reason that like went on, took firestorm. So I was actually like had zero friends graduating high school. I was super embarrassed about modeling. Didn't want anything to do with it because it just wasn't necessarily a overall positive thing. And then again, in my mind, I was like, I was a loser, right? I didn't win, even though like that is such a, you know, if I, only if I could just shift myself. Oh, of course. (laughs) Yeah. Right. Of course. But of course at 17, that's how you feel. Sure. Of course. I mean, everything is, you know, under the world. So went to college, um, ended up getting scooped up by a modeling agency. Um, and where I went to school was, the furthest possible location I, I could have chosen, uh, the least convenient from an airport. Um, <laughs> but I was, it was two and a half hours from a major airport. Um, so I made it work somehow. I, I was signed, I was signed as a model and I would, you know, drive and fly back and forth to New York city. And I had a few clients. Um, and then upon graduation, I had this choice to make, you know, do I go and take a traditional nine to five, like many of my peers are with these like amazing Fortune 500 companies, 
or do I give modeling a fair shot? Cause I never really was able to commit full time. So ultimately I decided to model and pursue modeling and moved back home to Buffalo where it was five minutes from an airport. So I could fly and it would be a little bit more convenient and kind of figure out my next steps from there. Yep. Um, met a guy in the process um, who is now my husband and um, was just flying back and forth, making it work um, as a model. And it's kind of funny you asked me about my numbers of followers because um, this was like such a pivotal moment for me when I went out to LA once for casting back in um, 2016. So I was two years out of college now mm-hmm. trying to make it work, um, going for castings. And the first question I was asked was how many followers do you have on Instagram? And I was stood up all proud and excited. And I said, I have 10,000 followers. And the casting director looked me up and down. He was like, you better step it up, honey. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So for for me, that was the moment where I was like, okay, what is social media? Why does it matter? Who cares if I have a following? Right. Um, And that, that for me was like, I, I know exactly what outfit I was wearing. Like I, that moment was so pivotal for me. Um, and that's really when I started to take a deep dive into who I wanted to be online. Yeah. Um, and what type of things I wanted to be putting out there. Cause at the time there were some amazing plus size models. Denise Bedeau was Ashley Graham. I mean, they were my, Tara Lynn, right. Candace, they, Upton, they yeah. were, the OGs. Mm-hmm. Yes. Kate Upton um, was definitely part of that scene. And, you know, I was like, that was, that was the dream. Right. And so I felt like these girls were so like, I looked up to them so, so much. Uh, but there was still a piece that felt very aspirational. Like I'll never be that. Um, and so you know, all I really knew <laughs> to share were, you know, I had here I was, I was like shredding, shredding this line of like, I have a taste of what it's like to, right. to be a model and to work on set and to have that New York City grind. But I also, you know, still am connected to my hometown roots and I'm still just an average girl and yeah. um, figuring it all out just alongside the rest of us. So I kind of began just sharing the things that I was learning as a model and, and how that can translate to everyday life. And that's really kind of how I began growing. That's the, do you remember what you did when you left that meeting? Do you remember like the first thing, like in your head, you're hearing, step it up, honey, step it up, honey. What was the first thing you did on your social media account that in your mind was like, this is me stepping it up? So for me, it was just like a matter of racking my brain, I'd say for a month or two, I'm just being like, what do I, like, what do I need to do to, to grow? And what, what is this? What, what does it matter? Um, and I ended up connecting with a, now a dear, really, really dear friend who was working um, on behalf of a brand as a social media manager. And so she was reaching out to influencers and I don't even think we were called influencers at the time, bloggers. Um, And she knew kind of what brands were looking for. And so her and I kind of put our heads together and and tried to figure out a strategy from there. And actually I'm going to give her a little shameless plug. She, she went on to quit her job and that's what she does full time now. Um, So super proud of her. Um, But that's really, that was really my first step of like, 
of figuring out like what, what a brands want. Yeah. And so at the time they wanted models with a following so that they could get, get a bigger following. bang for their buck. Yeah, exactly. Yes. Yes. Wow. That, you know, it's funny because across all industries, this is the case. Um, I write books or I have written books and it's the same thing when you're trying to sell a book. It's like they want to know in the book proposal, how, what's your platform like? How many followers do you have? And it's like, yeah, I get it. So you so I can you know tweet it out or Instagram and people will buy it. But that doesn't always translate into sales. You know, I think there was also a time and maybe it was like five or six year, years ago where it was like the number was the most important thing. And then people got smart and we're like, actually, it's more about engagement and like, you know, people talking about micro influencers because you can have somebody you can, I mean, first of all, you can buy followers. Not, not that I (laughs) recommend it or not that I think anyone I know has done it, but it's, you know, no, it's no people, people are smart to that now. So people are looking like, you know, when you post a video, like who's, you know, who's talking, who's sharing it, who's saving. It's like all this stuff you have to think about and all of those metrics change all of the time. So it is really in your best interest to be like, how can I be like the truest version of myself and enjoy doing this in a way that's also beneficial to the business of doing it? Because no one likes like, you know, everyone can smell like a bullshitter, you know, from a mile away. Like, you know, when you're looking at someone who's faking it. Um, And yeah, it's interesting. It's always just like funny when, when people ask, you know, how many followers do you have? And you're like, why is that it, sometimes yeah, you're like, like why is that matter. my job yeah exactly why does it matter you know why does it matter yeah. i mean i get why it matters for promoting brands on social but i also think brands are getting smarter to the fact that like sometimes you know uh, an account with 50,000 followers it can be more valuable than one with yeah. 500,000 followers especially cuz like also every you know this too everyone also always knows when someone's trying to sell them something when someone's trying to like just fulfill a contract you know i always appreciate it when influencers like i pick and choose who i want to work with because i think like people would be able to understand like people would sniff me out immediately if i was doing something that i didn't really believe 100%. in 100% I was just listening to your episode with Lindsay Sild and yeah. the similar, similar concept there, but I was, I was thinking about this today. So I've always, I mean, I was founded on the, you know, principles of being genuine and honest. I, I truly don't think that I would have anything to gain from not being because, right. okay. Even if, even if it's like, okay, a quick paycheck, sure. But then, okay, I, I know it's shitty and then I sell it to you and you get it and it's shitty. And then, and you, then don't you don't trust, trust me. Anymore. Exactly. Why, why would I? <laughs> That's I not worth it. So hard to earn the trust of my audience. Why would I risk it mm-hmm. for a, for a cheap biscuit? You mm-hmm. know, <laughs> it's just, it's just not, it's not worth it to me. And so I, I understand that, you know, influencers, content creators can get a bad rep, but it just, it tickles me when people question me because I'm like, girly, like I gain nothing from, from sharing something that wouldn't work for me. And, and I share the fails all the time. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I know that not everything is going to be a win for everyone right. all the time, everywhere. Right. I get that. And I, and I share it everything with the intentions of that like here's what worked for me or here's what didn't work for me maybe it'll work for someone who's more petite more a little taller or whatever you know I think just end of the day it's 
it's in a, the long in a long game. If you are in it for the long game, you can't be anything but yourself and honest. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to 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 do something and you know own it and say yeah. I bought this. I, I recommended this, and you know what? I got it. It's garbage. Yeah, and I've, I've done that as well too. You know. Yeah. No. No. For sure. And and one of the reasons why we started this podcast was because I felt that there was no. There needed to be a more uh, sort of streamlined streamlined process of of also saying because so many people who listen to the podcast and and join the Facebook group, especially the G Thanks group, are like, I don't give every I don't like own giving product recommendations there, right? So I've set it up so that if you're yeah. like, hey, I live in like a very like I live in Maine and I need a winter coat, well then the winter coat someone in 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 Georgia is going to recommend probably won't work for you. So my hope is that someone's like, this is the kind of climate I live in. Like I have two kids, so I need it to be able to have pockets and this, this, and this. And there's someone who's like, it's exactly the kind of climate I live in. And here's the jacket I bought and I love it. And this is how tall I am. And then, so people are actually like, you know, giving their reviews. And it it sparked because I was getting so annoyed that when I would look at reviews for something, the algorithm of like how many stars something would get, whether it's Amazon, whether it's literally any site that has reviews is like, there's always someone giving one star because they're like, my postman like left it out in the rain. And you're like, okay, well, you're not (laughs) giving the jacket you bought one star. You're giving like the experience of getting mail one star. So that doesn't help me, you know? And if you don't mm-hmm. know the people who are leaving the reviews, it's like, why would I listen to you? And I think that's why I think a lot of people do get their their stuff, their their best recommendations from people on Instagram. They want to trust each other. And I wanted to make a place where it was Absolutely. like, you don't have to have a million followers to give a good recommendation. Like, you can just, like, help someone else yeah. find something. That being said, let's – so I know in the business of influencing, you get sent a lot of stuff for free. And, you know, it's like, I, we hope you try this and put this on your um, on your Instagram. And I also know that every time I ask an influencer this question, the answer is like, I never need to buy skincare again. Or like, I don't I need another like moisturizer, like I need a hole in the head or like I don't need another pair of socks. What during the pandemic have what have your shopping habits been like and what were you actually buying? Like, what was the stuff you found yourself shopping for oh in the pandemic what i found myself shopping yeah for, the last two um, years like where where's your money gone uh, well this house <laughs> that i've been throwing money into yes but, um like clothing fashion wise um leggings <laughs> i would say good supportive like i have like my lounging leggings i have my workout leggings i have my going out but like still cute leggings i have my doing housework leggings. Like I have a legging for every occasion. It's a problem. Um, <laughs> also comfort, lounging bras, lounge wear. Um, I probably don't need another tie dye anything after <laughs> yep. this pandemic. Um, yeah, I was at slipper. I mean like lots of lounging pieces yes. that are functional and like make, make me feel like I'm changing my outfit every day, but I'm still wearing the same thing. What are your favorite um, lounging leggings versus going out leggings? I feel like there's a very important distinction there. Okay. And I, I need the shout outs. Yes. Yes. Okay. So there's a brand and not enough people talk about this brand. I don't know why people have not like hooked on they're amazing. They're size inclusive. They're called Lise, L-Y-S-S-E. I think there's like a little Oh, I know this brand. E. I have pleather leggings you from do? them and I'm obsessed. Yep. 
They're so good. I got them on Zappos. But you're right. They're size inclusive. They're such good quality. Yep. It's least. Yeah, I get to Lisa or Lise. Love. Yeah, Lise. I love that you know them. Um, So I actually first fell in love with their faux leather leggings. And now I'm obsessed with their. I hate the name, but it's called the flattering cotton legging. Okay. Okay. And they are a cotton. So they're not like a, like a workout material. Okay. So they make it like a lit, like a step above, uh, of a Lululemon legging. Yep. Okay. Cause it's like more daytime, not like, we're not like going to the gym. We're like daytime. And, right. and it's got like just the littlest bit of tummy support Okay, that is just like you can still travel and you can still lounge and then they're still comfortable, but like, you don't feel like it's all hanging out. You know nice. what I mean? Like you feel like you're like a little bit locked and loaded sure. a little bit, just like a little, like a little hug. And so, I mean, I don't really, yeah. Like the hanging out thing, I feel like that's like preference to people. And it's like, it's interesting because yes. like I, it's definitely preferential to people. Some people yes. think like a high waist is like so constricting. I personally yes. like don't like, it's not about aesthetics to me. I just, the closer the top of my leggings are to like my nipples, I'm happy, the happier I am. I'm like, they, put them over my head. I mean, <laughs> like literally look, look at my yeah, exactly. leggings right now. Mine too. I right. literally have my leggings tucked into my bra. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. The higher, the better for me, but I like, and it, but I like that it doesn't feel like you're in shapewear, which is a conversation we're going to yes. get to. So what size yes. do you feel like they're tr- the, um, the Lise leggings? Do you feel like they're true to yes. size? Do you order bigger? Do you order smaller? Leggings can be hard with sizing. So, leggings can be hard. I, so I typically like to size down in my leggings. I prefer like that little bit of a hold. So I am a solid 14. I do a large okay. in them. And so they also have like XL, 1X, 2X, 3X. Nice. Um, so I do think that they run more on the generous side in comparison to like Spanx. If anyone's familiar with the fit of a Spanx legging, those run small. I do an XL or a 1X sometimes okay. in their stuff. Nice. And and what about the... So the, you wear the Lise leggings out. These are... Well, Lise is like my daytime work from home. Okay. But like if I have to go somewhere, like I don't feel I don't feel like I need to change. Like those that's my like daytime legging. My going out legging, I would say, is either the Spanx faux leather uh-huh. or their assortment of like faux suede. They've got velvet, they've got sequins, I mean, some sort of Spanx legging, Spanx or Commando. And Commando is now size inclusive. They just came out with really? up to 3X. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Well, that's yes. great. So I feel more comfortable supporting them now because they've made that very smart decision to expand. And what are so, you sleeping in? Um, girl, I wear like a muhu. Like I wear like a nightgown nice. or like a oh, I do love Soma Cool Nights pajamas. Yeah. Those are amazing. Yeah, I feel like I feel like the mark of this the last two years is that everyone has like, oh, these are my fancy sweatpants. Yes. These are my and I and it's and it's the same thing. It's like it's how it used to be when you were getting ready to for work or to like leave the house and, and like looking for your favorite underwear in the underwear drawer. It's like, where are my like where are my good leggings? Like where are my favorite leggings? Yes. And you're like, oh shit, they're in the wash. Like I've ha- I've had many an experience of being like putting my favorite lounge pants in like one drawer so I like always know where they are I'm very connected to them 
Um, it really is crazy how we've our habits have changed. Getting dressed has totally changed. Oh yeah, I've I'm slowly reintroducing jeans back into my fashion diet. But honestly, and I live in Los Angeles, so like no one wears anything but leggings here, and it's very difficult mm. to be like I could get dressed or I could not, and. And usually the not you still wins feel out. Like you're doing okay. Yeah, it's fine. Whatever. <laughs> you know, as long as you look like you're about to like go for a hike. Like I, I get dressed for like the grocery store, and it looks like I'm going to do some active shit, but I'm not. I'm just, you know, that's the outfit. But it's very comfortable. I'm excited that you brought up the the Lisi um, leggings because I bought those in like, about 2017 when the pleather legging look was like. Yes, really coming in and yes. look i'm a solid 14 16 mm-hmm. depending and you know i never thought like oh i can't wear these i really Ooh. knew i could and i knew i could pull them off the problem was finding a brand that even went up to 14 16 which is crazy because that's on the absolutely extra small end of plus Mm -hmm. um, in terms Mm -hmm. of just like if you get uh, like an average group of women together, you know, that's on the small end and it was really hard to find something. So anytime I found a brand that actually made something really, really trendy that fit, I immediately bought. Yeah, they're good too. Mm -hmm. They are good. Yeah, they're really like thick. Yeah, they're thick. So if you live in a colder climate, they're definitely ideal. Whereas like Spanx, I think is popular because they're so thin. They're they're more of like a true legging with like a sheen on them rather right. than a faux leather. Yes. Yeah. yeah. The Lisi ones, I remember like once I got like a little too excited and wore them on a sort of hot-ish day in the beginning of October Ooh. when you're and you are like sweating <laughs> yeah. it's like that friends episode when Ross wears leather pants and he has to like butter himself out of them um I really felt like I was tr- like peeling <laughs> them off of my body at the end of the day and then I made a vow to myself that I would only wear them if it was like below 40 degrees because it, they're it's not comfortable to wear those Reasonable. leggings when it is when it is uh warm out even and if you run warm like I do you'll die I mean I really was like is it inappropriate to take my pants off at work? And like, I, it was like, it was just one of those (laughs) moments. Um, So let's move into this shapewear conversation. So you are always, especially as a curve model, like been a very big proponent of shapewear um, and not from a, you know, like suck it in, like look skinnier perspective. Sometimes Mm -mm. shapewear is just like a fun accoutrement to an outfit. But I've told you my horror story before. I think I DM'd you about it. And for anyone who might have missed this, I wrote about it for Cosmopolitan. And I'll give you the abridged version right now, which is that one of my best friends from high school, shout out to Christine, she got married in Florida in June and had her bridesmaids wear the thickest hunter green long gown. I... One, it was so heavy. I was like, like, even I will say, even when we brought her to her bachelorette party, the drag queen at the drag brunch was making fun of her for choosing that dress for her Florida wedding. It was 107 degrees out, full humidity. I was wearing that dress from, you know, 930 in the morning until midnight the next that, that night. I wore one of those full body kind of Spanx suits, the ones that, uh, you know, it like literally like your entire body. And it's like 
yeah a condom exactly condom, i was wearing like, a con- yeah. i felt like a sausage case <laughs> and nothing and yeah. nothing to do with my weight you like literally are just squeezing yourself into this like tiny little like wetsuit and i bought what size that i would normally wear um and that was a mistake because hashtag properly fitting bra club um bad things can happen when you are not wearing the correct compression wear and mm. my left thigh started to feel very weird the next day. And I was like, oh, it's like really a tink. It like not it didn't feel like it was asleep. But when I like scratched it, like it felt like it was asleep. I can't really describe it. But anyway, my leg still feels like that. The wedding was almost three years ago. I lost wow. nerve damage in my leg. I went to um a physical therapist who was like, do you know what could have happened? And I was like, yes, I wore like a like a size large body suit and then when it became 107 degrees out in Florida my body fully expanded and probably all of my nerves like died um and he was like yeah that'll do it and so I I feel like I've been not that I've been wearing a lot of shapewear in the last two years anyway but I still like love a good piece of shapewear but understandably it is I'm very nervous about wearing it all the time so I'm totally excited to hear understand. your take on this because my left leg is still like numb to the touch. And I think it's just going to be that it is for yes. the rest of my life. So first and foremost, I'm so sorry that happened <laughs> to you. Um, yeah, I, I guess it might be helpful to, to kind of understand how I started talking about shapewear Please. Um, because it's not really something I ever thought I would be talking about. Um, so when I really started, you know, growing my community on Instagram, I was sh- just, as I said, sharing things that I was learning, um, of, of on set being a model and, and fashion tips and tricks. And so I was sharing a lot about clothes and shoes and this, and one week I didn't know what to share. So I just started talking about, you know, the bras and the underwear and things that I was wearing and, and, I was working for a bra company at the time. And so I was learning what a properly fitting bra was supposed to look like. Yep. Um, and, and sharing those tidbits and not really realizing that that would really take off and people would be really fascinated about that. And so it was kind of simultaneously, um, I was in the process of getting married and I chose a dress, um, that was gorgeous and no regrets on that, but nobody ever warned me or told me that the undergarment situation um, was going to be tricky for that. You know, I was simply told, Oh, mm. if you just size up, you know, you should be fine. So I began sharing my frustrations and my trials and my tribulations with shapewear, um, underneath my wedding dress and how creative I had to be, um, with my shapewear and even, well, tell us a little button. bit about, <laughs> tell us about your dress and tell us what, what, what problems you were running up against. So my dress is, it was like a crepe, stretch crepe fabric. And it's like just, it was a clean, simple, white A-line um, kind of body hugging dress. I didn't want, it had no beading, no lace, no nothing. Just like a clean white um, kind of V-neck. And it kind of like hugged my curves mm-hmm. and all the way down dress. So you could not wear any piece of shapewear or bra or anything that you wear underneath that you could see right through because the fabric was so 
um, like thin and, and delicate. Mm-hmm. Um, so you could literally see any bra or shapewear. You could see my belly button indent through it. Um, and you could see any seams of underwear or anything. Okay. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. And so then you had to find but did you did you go in saying I don't did you was your plan what was your plan did your was your plan always to wear shapewear? Did you just assume you would find like of no, course. they told me I would, I just had a size up and I would be fine. That's what they told me. So I get the dress, I try it on. Cause of course the sample size when I tried it on, um, was a six or an eight, which is large for wedding dress samples. Yeah, yep. Um, and so I was jamming myself into a, a six, eight and they were like, Oh, just order us, you know, a, I think I ordered a 16 or 18 size dress mm-hmm. and they're like, it'll be fine. You know, whatever I get it. Still have all the issues. Um, like I couldn't even wear tape on my boobs because you could see the outline of the tape, like that's right. how sensitive it was. Right. So I ended up wearing a full body cat suit that went, was like capri length because if you walk, when I walked, if I wore shorts, you could see the line on my thigh of the short. So it had so to be where there body. was a little bit of looseness. Yeah. So it was your so calves. Oh my God. Capri. Yes. Capri. <laughs> but it was an open, it was an open bus. Yep. And then I had to have my seamstress tailor the shapewear down to the, the V-neck of the back of the dress. So we made it work. It was, it worked out and I, you know, I had no regrets, but it, it was definitely, uh, um, an exercise in, you know, creative solutions there. And so I, I think by sharing that and kind of with, with some humor added to it, yeah. um, people I've just noticed time and time and time again, there's a lot of shame around the topic of undergarments, of bra fittings, of shapewear, of, of, you know, anything like that. Um, and so my goal is to kind of normalize these conversations that, um, you know, as women, we, we wear almost every single day, uh, some sort of form of underwear, if not more power to you, but, um, yeah. you know, bra underwear, shapewear, just creative solutions or in just, just educating people that there are options. I, I never come from a place of you need shapewear. Um, but my angle has always been, you have options. Here are some creative solutions that I've tried or maybe haven't tried, mm-hmm. but there are out there. I want my reader to be better informed. Yeah. So that, that's my goal. So when I share shapewear and I talk about shapewear, I, I'm sharing it because either I'm wearing it because it makes me feel good. It makes me feel confident or I'm sharing it from a place of, you know, in case this is something that you're looking for, you know that you have a few options. Um, Uh, Yeah. I think that that's so important Uh, because I think you're, you know, shapewear always was introduced as like a way to hide something about your body um, that you shouldn't feel good about that you shouldn't want 
anyone to see. I sometimes just feel like it's a better. I've never found a piece of shapewear that literally changes anything about my body. I think that a lot of shapewear is selling you, you know, something that you can't buy. Like my body is shaped the way it is unless I'm wearing an absolute like corset uh, or a waist trainer, which I'm not like it. Ju- it is just, you know, shapewear under my dress. It's, it's not like, oh, wow, like you you had a belly and now you don't. I just feel like it's more comfortable. So it's interesting. I do really feel like the messaging has changed over the years for the better, where um, at least in in my perception, it's like, okay, if you want to wear this backless dress, here are some options that can help you feel supported, whatever that means to you. And again, back to that key word that we discussed before, preference. Right. It's all about preference. If some people might feel more comfortable without shapewear, some people might feel more comfortable with shapewear. Um, at the end of the day, I, I think it, it's a tool that can or cannot be used. Yeah. Um, and that's okay. There's no judgment or shame or should totally. be shame on either side of the aisle. Right. Yeah. My only issue with shapewear is that I've never been able to successfully pee in Spanx or any sort of shapewear and then return to the night looking the same Like, I just feel like once you're like peeling things off your body to pee and then you have to peel them back on, it's like, it's all over. So this is another thing that I'll I'll get into conversations with people is, you know, people will try on one piece or they'll try on one thing and they'll just write it off entirely Mm. Um, because they're like, I tried one piece. I didn't have a good experience. It's not for me. Right. So the, the beautiful thing about, you know, innovation and the undergarment industry over the past decade is that they're is there just take Spanx, for example, they have over a dozen fabrics of shapewear. Yeah, I didn't know that. Okay. Yeah. So you probably tried something and clearly one of the styles didn't work for you, but they have three different levels of support. Um, again, that goes back to preference and like what works on me and what doesn't so roll on me might not roll for you. So yeah. that's people always ask me, Oh, does it roll? Well, if it rolled, I wouldn't be wearing it. And two rolling is usually a size and or style issue. So rolling could mean it's too small. It's too big, or it's just not the right cut yep. for your shape. So my, you know, time and time again, I know. And I'm again, I respect your decision. If you just want to write it off because you had such a negative experience, <laughs> but I do encourage people um, to try again, if you know, and that's just life, that's fashion, that's everything, you know, yeah. it's not always going to work on the first try and yeah. that's okay. Um, and I think my part and my role in this is to like encourage you totally. that it's okay to try again. It's okay to have those errors. Um, it's a journey, right? <laughs> Look, I'm never going to stop wearing shapewear. Like nerve damage couldn't keep this wild horse away. I love, I mean, I love it. And I also just like love, like you said, like the options it gives me, I like being able to like not wear underwear or like not wear a bra with like a fancy yeah. dress. It's almost never about like looking a certain way in an outfit unless it's just like, I don't like, I'll just put this on and then that's it. That's all I have to wear under the stress. I don't have to figure out what bra yeah. I'm going to wear. My piece of advice is always if you are going to be in an 107 degree outdoor wedding in Florida, size for expansion because your body is going to swell up. So just take into account the environment you're going to be in. But like, yeah, I've worn shapewear since and I'll continue to wear it. Um, 
it's it's funny, like, you know, there used to be just Spanx. And I think sometimes, and it's probably not fair to Spanx, I say Spanx, meaning shapewear. But it's like Kleenex. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah or like, right, a Tampax or whatever. Um, is there yeah. a, sh- so of course, preference, what works for you, all of that caveated. What is your go-to style, um, fabric, whatever, like, what are you buying? What works for you? And, and what do you look for when you're trying to find a piece of shapewear that works for you? So I recently created a shapewear guide, kind of a shapewear 101. And like, if you've never worn shapewear or you're thinking about digging your toe into it, um, like here's where to start and here's what to know. Again, number one rule, it's all about preference and yes, you know, experiences may vary. Um, as this, like, accidental shapewear queen that I've I've fallen into. I really love, so Spanx came out with a line called Thin Stinks. And then they recently came out with Thin Stinks 2.0. Okay. Thin Stinks 2.0 is where it's at. They improved the fit in the fabric. So it's a super lightweight fabric. So you can wear it on like the hottest days in the south in the humidity. Mm-hmm. It's very, very lightweight, very, very breathable. That's and what it I does needed. have a little bit of tummy support. Sure. Um, but even sometimes all I have a, a bunch of pairs now I've accumulated. I'll even order a size up um on days that I don't necessarily need the support and I just want to wear something for chafing or just like have that breathable underwear totally. situation. Um, and I also love that they have, um, I think four, um, tones, skin tones, nice. uh, which is re- really, really great. So, um, something for, for everyone for sure. And I'd say the, the mid, they have a mid and a high rise, the mid rise short for me personally is I wear once or twice a week in the summer underneath dresses all the time. It's just like an easy underwear piece that you know gives me a little support a little bit of confidence and a smooth smoother look underneath Mm -hmm. dresses i love that in the last two years too bike shorts really made their return um especially even actual biker shorts of course we all did like underneath (laughs) everything because Mm -hmm. and it was like so sweaty and thank god for katie storino and mega babe because that was that's a lifesaver but sometimes i really don't even want to think about it and i love wearing like uh i use i wear like the nicks they're called nicks thigh savers because they're not they're not compression they're just like underwear with shorts and so Mm -hmm. yeah like you said like you don't get hot it's not sucking you in it's not making you feel sweaty um but i like not having to think about it but now that the the entire fashion is like yeah wear bike shorts under your dresses i feel like i've been waiting my whole life for this this is like what i i love um have you ever (laughs) tried the shapewear that's like just a thong and then it like goes up to your bra or no. do you prefer I mean, yeah, do you prefer like it, a full no. leg sort of situation i i prefer the leg because i feel like it's less opportunity for like busted can of biscuit action like we just <laughs> want to keep it all like locked in smooth um mm-hmm. but i know people that that have the thong and love it so again it's, it's so like whatever personal. yeah yeah it's such a preference thing um but again like it's amazing that we even have these options. And I think that that's really just going back to the beautiful thing is like, there's so many creative solutions out there. Um, 
like what a what a gift that yeah. we that we have these options, whether you wear them or not. I mean, I think it's just phenomenal that we even have the option. No, that's really smart. Uh, and it's also it's good to hear, like have a conversation about Spanx that or shapewear. Sorry to Spanx. I keep putting you, I keep giving you all the, all the bad and the good, uh, that the conversation is not around changing your body or flattering or like looking thinner. And it's just about your level of comfort and you're allowed Mm -hmm. to want to be comfortable and you're not, you're not going against some sort of, I don't know. You're not you're not doing your body wrong by wearing shapewear if that's what you want to do and that's what makes you feel comfortable. Because I feel like the other side of it is like, wow, if you're wearing shapewear, then like you're ashamed of your body or like you should, you know, you're mm-hmm. listening to the messaging. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I'm like, no, I I just want to wear this. And like you said, with options, like it is so. And like I m- said with the Lisi pants, it is really only in the last five or six years that things have. I mean, I love Old Navy. It was just like mm-hmm. four months ago that they started putting um, up to size 30 and Everything up to on the same rack. Yeah. And like, well, they always had it, but it was separate. Right. right? It was separate. So and now it's together. Yeah. And a lot of, and yeah. they always had it. And then some stores are like, well, here, you know, we carry all these things and we carry about 15% of this stuff in a plus. So you could, you know, you'll mm-hmm. see something that you love and you're like, oh, well, this one doesn't go up to these sizes. Like Old Navy really did a, a solid by being like everything we make, we make in all of these sizes and they're in the store and you mm-hmm. can go try them on just like everyone else. There is something to be said about that in the shapewear world because yeah. whereas it used to be sort of, a, ba- I feel like it was talked about like a badge of honor, like, oh, I don't need to wear shapewear. I don't, like mm. no one needs to wear it. Yes, you correct. Ca- you can wear it. And the fact that there is, there are size options and there's plenty of brands that go up to 3X, 4X. And if that's something that you want, that you want to try or that works for you, you're not completely cut out of the opportunity because someone didn't want to make the the size. And so I think yeah. it's like if it's available, it's so worth trying. Again, don't cut off nerve nerves to your, you know, all your nerves. It's I just I, yeah. wouldn't, I wouldn't recommend yeah. it. It it should I would say, you know, shapewear should never be um like it should never be uncomfortable like that. If, right. if it is, you haven't found the right style combination for your body type yet. That that's what I would say. Because I wouldn't wear it if it was miserable. <laughs> well, yeah, you know? I didn't feel miserable in it that night. Like it felt good, but I think like good. didn't feel that great like, after. Just the combination. Just the combination of the weather, yeah. the swell. It's like it was literally, yeah. you know, the full body experience the way like if you are working out in like the summer ring. outside and your rings like all of a sudden can't get off. Like that was me, but my entire body was a finger. And the Spanx were the rings and I <laughs> was busting out. I wish I had gone up a size. I just wasn't thinking about, you know, no one ever asked the question, do you expect to be, you know, on your feet in extremely humid, hot weather all day? I wasn't thinking about it. My last question to you before we end this episode, and it's about shapewear, is like how, like, you know, buying and trying something like a bathing suit, like shapewear, like underwear. Is there a good way to experiment with different kinds of shapewear and being able to take back the ones that you don't? Like, what do you suggest? Are there stores that like, just all stores allow you to take back shapewear? I think that one of the big barriers to entry is this idea of like, 
I'm not going to take back shapewear. You know what I mean? But I would assume you try okay. it on like a bathing suit. So, and we've talked about Spanx a lot. One of the reasons why I love Spanx is because they do offer um, free returns. So I like to say whenever you're, te- whether it's faux leather leggings or it's shapewear or it's a bathing suit, you need to be cool and dry when you're trying these things on. Mm-hmm. And it might, that might sound so silly. No, but it makes sense. <laughs> what, is, what is worse than getting out of a shower and putting jeans on? Like, there's just like, it's just like, ah, like it's impossible, right? Yep. You have to be cool and dry to try these on, whether you're standing in front of a fan or whatever floats your boat. Um, that is so important. It yep. sounds so silly, but you got to, you got to be in the right, like mental and physical mm. state to try things on, um, and tr- and order a couple sizes, you know, and, and wear a piece of underwear or something underneath on, on when you're trying them on. Um, but there's no shame in trying things on. I, nice. I personally, I like trying things on at home, I, the comfort and the, the, you know, again, cool and dry Yeah, cool and dry. to try things on. Um, that, I, you know, be your best bet. it makes so much sense. And I'm sure that that is the way that I try Spanx on because I can't imagine where I'm like oh no I want to try them on in like a heated sauna but like it will make it it will make a huge difference so go take a shower before you try everything on dry off but while you're gone crank your AC in your room to like a nice 62 (laughs) degrees and come back in and try on your Spanx um this has been a very illuminating conversation and I honestly feel like I'm I I'm ready to trust shapewear again, you know, and I think I think I, it's time to go similar to how seriously we take our bra fitting now, you know, yeah, I think sh- like shapewear fitting is just as important. And maybe I will ask somebody for, at the Nordstrom next time I go for some help because that's what they're there for. Um, but this is this is good, Carolyn. Thank you so much. Thank you. Appreciate it. Yes. And I also have a shapewear guide too that will give you some good perspective. Oh my gosh. Amazing. We will link to that uh, in the show notes. And of course, we'll link to everything we talked about here. Carolyn, let everyone know where they can follow you um, on Instagram or wherever else you put your content. Thank you so much. My handle everywhere is at Carolyn Morand. And I'm at carolmoran.com. And a sincere thank you so much for, for taking a chance and having me oh on my gosh, here and you having this wonderful. conversation. No, I'm so happy really we did it. it. Full disclosure, we had some email snafus, but I've been trying to get Carolyn uh, on the show for such a long time. And then she thought I ghosted her. And then I thought she ghosted me. And then, <laughs> but here we are. I'm we did it. We, we did yeah. it. And if you guys aren't following her on Instagram, truly like one of my favorite people to follow up there with uh, Ayana and Lindsay and all of the podcast favorite influencers. Um, thank you so much for coming. And we'll see you guys next week for another episode of She Thanks Just Bought It. You just listened to another episode of Do Thanks Just Bought It, edited and mixed by Veronica Gruba and produced and hosted by me, Caroline Moss. In between episodes, you can always head to the G Thanks Instagram at G Thanks Just Bought It Pod and the G Thanks Facebook group to get and give life changing recommendations of your own. Subscribe to our weekly sale and discount emails at gthanks.substack.com. It's free. And you can reach me at caroline at gthanksjustboughtit.com or leave me a message at 424 245 0736 with a product recommendation, and you may be featured on an upcoming episode. G Thanks is powered by subscribers like you. 
To keep all of our GThanks content free and accessible to all, consider making a monthly donation of $2 to keep us going at patreon.com slash GThanks and friends.